And welcome to Sonic. Oh, it's not Sonic Talk number two four eight. It's actually two hundred and fifty. Believe it or not, I, I noticed that it has a sort of, you know, we've got a, we've reached some sort of milestone, and it just happens to have fallen on the post Christmas, post New Year first one of the year. So at once, firstly, I should say Happy New Year to everybody, and I hope everybody had a great and restful and uh, and and marvelous Christmas break. I know in the UK we have quite a long Christmas break, as it turns out. Um, so we, I had a, more than a week off, which was very, very pleasant, and uh, now I feel restful. The only problem is, is I'm finding it very hard to get into gear and get anything together. So this show is a little more freeform than perhaps normal, with a bit of um, uh, just sort of general chit-chat about uh, what's been and what may, may come, um, if that's not too vague for you. So I want to say welcome, everybody, and welcome, everybody, in the chat room. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's good to see so many people of you that you uh, in there. It must be that... Uh, you guys are back to work, presumably. So uh, you're hopefully using all your internet broadband um, at the office without getting caught. Anyway, I want to say hello to everybody here also on Skype. We'll start over there with Rich Hilton. Rich Hilton is there looking uh, looking very crystal clear. We're having a very good Skype day today, aren't we, Rich? I think um, it must be said that uh, this seems to be the highest quality video and audio we've had for an ages. How are you, Rich? Do you have a good Christmas? Very good. Yes, very good. And Happy New Year to everybody. Yes, very much so. Did you have a good... Uh, how was the weather? Did it did it hold out? Or did you have seasonably crisp and snow? We, we didn't hear. It was all warm and, and grey and damp, but... Uh, yeah, it's right. been warm. And not so grey and damp, but it's been warm. Uh, today, it's actually quite cold. Well, that's all right. Anyway, so um, have you have you started back at work now? I mean, because traditionally, America in America, you don't kind of get as much holiday as we do, do you? Generally, it's not sort of not the done thing. As people tend to work, you know, maybe get a couple of days off, and that's it. Or did you get more? Yeah, we're pretty much back at it. Uh, schools have opened back up, and uh, everybody's back in in the rhythm. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Rich, um, Rich, of course, is uh, engineer. Producer, player, works in the pr- the pr- personal private studio of Mr. Nile Rogers, who uh, I noticed on the internet, somebody said the other day they've bought the Nile Rogers book, which is, uh, has that been out long? Yeah, since October, I believe. I must get that. I must get that. <laughs> Rob G.S. says, I'm not at work, but it's better than watching Murder, She Wrote, uh, which is uh, clearly <laughs> a daytime TV kind of activity. Anyway, Rich, thanks for joining us. And uh, that, that chuck, oh, I don't know what that was. That's not supposed to happen there. Uh, uh, that chuckle there was from uh, PJ Tracy, uh, PJ Tracy Sound.com. Hi, PJ. Uh, I trust you had a, a restful and peaceful and enjoyable Christmas yourself? I did, yes. Uh, great, peaceful, restful, all of those things I would, I would use as adjectives to describe Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, glad to be back. My wife had a few days off over Christmas, so we were able to spend some time together and with the family and um, even had the chance to go out and catch some music, which is uh, always oh, welcome. Yep. S- saw some fantastic music over Christmas and uh, now back at it. Great. Well, I'm so glad I'm glad uh, to hear that. And also, it's nice to uh, – are you back in the middle, in the thick of it, got plenty of work on um, to get you going into the new year? I do. Oh, uh, well, yeah. that's good. And also in the middle of, um, of uh, still – 
you know, transitioning and building up a new recording studio. So right. That's, well, exciting, that's always fun ex- and exciting. Exciting and, times. Um, exciting times. Uh, yeah. Are we also over there? We have Mr. Gaz Williams uh, from songsurgeon.co.uk. Uh, you may also recognize him from our new show, the uh, Sonic Touch, which is a program dedicated to iOS devices and uh, accessories and software for the time being. Um, mm. We got managed to get one in just before Christmas, which I'm very pleased that we we did. And it was uh, it was kind of fast and dirty. Everybody, some of the comments just saying, "Look, slow down, calm down. You don't need to talk so fast." <laughs> but it's the whole, it's the thrill of the live kind of event because uh, we do it live in the same way that we do this. We don't stream it, but it's switched live and and kind of written on the fly and put together. So it's it's quite a hyper a hyper thing. How was your Christmas? Last time we saw you, you, I'm pretty convinced you did actually fall asleep at one point because you were post prandial, weren't you? After after a, f- a big Christmas. <laughs> dinner i think i might have just nodded off but of course when you nod off and get caught you're instantly going to denial don't you, you know, yeah no, so. no, 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 no 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 i wasn't no, no, no. I, wasn't. I was just thinking <laughs> yeah oh it's terrible isn't it so I'm how many christmases did you end up having because you had one on the wednesday before and then oh, uh, th- then you went to your folks for another one presumably right yeah and then we had another one the next day as well uh, oh, which was another that. like big family thing which was good fun wow. um it's good because I was using MadPad, which is this kind of crazy little kind of app where you can kind of record your faces or, making, or whatever you want, making silly noises. And I had all my family, including my 96-year-old granny, sort of making all these weird noises that I can now manipulate and play with her face and sort of do, <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah, which is a lot of fun. Um, on, on the app, not in reality. No, but, no, um, of course, that would be, that would be inappropriate. <laughs> yes. Um, but well, yeah, I- I'm really... Yeah, I'm raring to go with this uh, with this show today, though. I'm, I think it's a really exciting exciting show, actually. I think, well, uh, great. You must know something yeah. I don't, because I haven't quite figured out what's <laughs> exciting about it yet. But I'm sure just that just <laughs> all of your guys' company and our witty banter, because it was a very good fun show. I must admit, Look, the one before Christmas was great fun, and I did actually. We haven't missed one over Christmas. We put the Mike Leghorn interview up. Uh, and that was kind of cool. I don't know if you had a chance to see that, but uh, he was Mr. Mr. Urs Heckman. He just uses everything <laughs> by you. You know, every, everything is is uh, is Urs and Howard Scar, which was kind of it was kind of fun. Anyway, Gaz, thanks for joining us. And uh, <clears throat> we also have Mr. Dave. Have I come to you yet already? I can't, I can't remember now. I'm, I'm, I, this is how untogether I am. Dave Spears, G4Software.com. There once again in the uh, under the uh, the colourful banner of the Wurlitzer Education Piano Device. Oh yes, I had like I had some kids around here, some A level students. I should quantify that uh, around here before <laughs> Christmas, and I just kind of left them in here for an hour and a half, just let them play. What happened? They were actually really brilliant. They didn't knock anything over. They didn't spill their tea. They they were just really quite cool, and they loved it. Yeah. Did they write any or come up with any um, new applications for you in the meantime? Did you no, give them a brief? They just made. They made a hell of a load of racket. No, they're just kind of A-level music students at my daughter's school, and I'd kind of promised the teacher that, that, you know, the top two could come down and just kind of play on stuff. And they were just like, they were, they were just like kids in a sweet shop. Fantastic. It was very good, very good fun. So a lot of hands-on analogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously it's kids, they kind of, you know, they just don't get that ex- that full-on experience. So they were... It was really quite interesting to watch. Well, that's interesting. So what, what, what was the sort of overwhelming kind of, that overwhelming feeling about that stuff then? Because presumably they're, you know, software, mouse, you know, pretty much exclusively. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, everything's software at school, pretty much. I think they've got a couple of little Roland somethings. I can't remember what they were. Probably Gaia's, I'd imagine. I think it was just before that. Uh, I, I forget. But yeah, I mean, it was amazing watching them with the Moog and the Oberheim and stuff like that. And because, like, you know, I was explaining, you kind of almost, with a good analog instrument, you feel like you make a sort of physical connection with the electrons, as it were. And they were like, yeah, brilliant. And for Christmas, I got Niall's book from the missus. And also from the missus, I got. Hey! That's one of those bags, isn't it? I had a Which little. I believe you had a I hand had a little in. hand in that yes yeah, she did contact me uh, uh previously did she also make you some of that delicious pesto that uh, that i got the recipe for <laughs> yeah 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 excellent thank you very much well i'm no, glad good. i'm glad yeah well i did text you in uh, sometime after uh, between christmas and new year and we were both in our own personal respective shopping hells standing around while uh, i think yeah. jane was taking back a load of stuff that she bought before christmas thinking she might wear it and I was just standing around saying, yes, dear, that's nice. And I think you were was, doing much the same. I was witness to a full-on punch-up in game. Really? Hooray! Like <laughs> mega, you know, like stuff falling off of the shelves and these guys sort of trading blows. I tried to get in oh. there, but security held me back. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But it was amazing. It was amazing because all of a sudden there was, you know, like mega cues and then it just kind of exploded. I don't know what happened, but it was just amazing. Really amazing. <laughs> wow. And uh, Gaz will be pleased to know that in exchange for the book and the bag, I bought my missus an iPad. And uh, you sure what, that, have you been using it? I also got the Animog and the IMS20 <laughs> as well, which she's thrilled with. Ah, very. Even though I don't <laughs> she think is. she's actually used it herself. Isn't that a bit like <laughs> buying your wife a, a, a Black & Decker workmate? I did that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you, My been... wife asks for those. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, cool. So does mine. She wanted a shop back one year. <laughs> a, a I, bought, I bought my wife a wood router for her birthday. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't think I got that. I think I bought uh, my partner a, a, a lovely hamper with lots of chili-based products in it this year. But anyway, um, well, I suppose um, that's that's. I mean, as I said, there's very little uh, form to this particular um, show. So I mean, we could possibly start. Well, we know what you got for Christmas, Dave. You obviously got the uh, 909 bag, and uh, we know that uh, your good lady wife got uh, an iPad, which you no doubt will have access to at key points. Um, and Gaz, we saw your fabulous. Uh, what was it? Pick, pick. Yeah. Like a cut, pick cutter for cutting pick out cutter, that was brilliant. Her, yeah. Any any yeah. other any and, other exciting uh, Christmas stuff that wasn't um, wool product based? A pair of headphones. Uh, these are yeah Etiomotic HF fives, um, and they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I um, uh, yeah, they they're. It's funny, isn't it? Though I mean, for anyone who uses these, like right down the eardrum kind of. Uh, <laughs> things you know you have to kind of experiment with different um this is the tri i think this is the triple flange plug <laughs> on there <laughs> uh aha ultimate ears um uh and you know you have to try the different ones that they've got um until you find ones that are comfortable but it is it is a bit weird trying to get used to them when they go right down your ear um, yeah. and i've been finding as well that 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 the uh frequency response varies dramatically just how deep they are in there 
Yeah, and it is a bit strange. I'm still trying to adapt to them. Um, the, these are very. You need to find yes. the right level of penetration to suit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deep, baby, deep, deep, there, deep. There seems to be a show title, perhaps, in the offing now. Just, just, just put, I'll put Ooh. that one on the back burner. That might disappoint people on YouTube, though. Yeah, I suppose. Well, that can't be helped. People are always disappointed on YouTube. Yes. Um, uh, I also got some. Um, I also got some uh, Bluetooth speakers. Ah, oh, yes, um, you'll be talking about those. Any good? Yeah, but no, not really. They don't work very. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, because they don't like streaming. I don't know why it is, because they're Bluetooth, but they, if you go online, Wi-Fi, they don't seem to, they, this seems to pause anything. So if you want to watch something um, online, then uh, just, they, they just, they don't work. So, oh, mm. that's a drag. But, I mean, mm-hmm. at least you got the chance to try them out in the comfort of your own home, I suppose. <laughs> oh, no. I did actually. Oh, sorry, yeah, there was no, something I did, that I did get for Christmas, um, uh, which was a little remote camera. Did I mention about this last week? I'm not sure. Um, it's a little remote camera that I've got in my studio. Well, I say I have got. I did have. And what it does is it, um, if it detects any movement um, or, or any sound, it'll, uh, it'll kind Start of broadcasting send... pictures. <laughs> no, well, it'll record, it'll record whatever you see straight to YouTube, to your private <laughs> account on YouTube, <laughs> and, and will send you a alert on your on your phone iphone on your phone yeah so the idea is if someone breaks in then you'll get an alert you get, and you can actually watch you you can watch yourself being burgled in no, real time don't take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the next one is where you're actually the next the next position <laughs> where it fires some kind ever. of mind control thing into them so you can then actually steer them around <laughs> your studio just to steal yeah. you know nothing uh, the things um, the things that can be easily replaced yeah yes but then, you know, the idea is then that you can, you know, apart from it, it's been, so if they actually nick the camera itself or nick all your hard drives or everything, it's, it's already gone up to YouTube um, anyway. I was just hoping that they wouldn't come in and nick the router first because that was yeah. sort of... Um, well, they will now, the- obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the problem was, though, if you did, well, I thought I'd do a trigger of it and, um, and I walked up into my, my studios in my attic and I walked up into my attic and... I've got, I wasn't wearing any clothes, <laughs> and because uh, I was sort of and it know, defaulted was, to private, uh, defaulted to public. Well, didn't it? <laughs> well, I know. Thankfully, it did go to the private YouTube account. But um, yeah, <laughs> but then I thought, oh no, I've just uploaded nudie shots of me to YouTube. So um, yes, uh, <laughs> they've got algorithms uh, that detect dangly bits. I think. <laughs> oh yes, um, but uh, yeah. So, but the problem was with it. Half a day later, I got an alert that someone had gone into my studio. Naked. Um, <laughs> There's a naked man <laughs> in your studio. <laughs> um, so I realised ultimately that it, it was wasn't much of... cop, really. That it was uh, uh, the idea is quite nice, but this sort of it just didn't really work very well, you know. Um, well, it sounds so. like a great idea if you're not in it's a hurry. Idea. If it's not, you know, critical. If they were stealing yeah, yeah. something like, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple of tons of sand by the spoonful, you'd probably, <laughs> you'd probably get them. Yeah. Uh, well, so, that, uh, that sounds like a great haul. It's a lot better than mine. I must admit, I didn't get any kind of music tech stuff really at all. Uh, I did get a bottle of Behringer bubbly um, rosé sparkly stuff, which is spelt B-E-R-I-N-G-E-R, which is actually very sweet um, and, and was... was 
it, it was sort of the, I think the joke was that it was Beringer, really. That was kind of the thing. But it, it, wasn't, as, <laughs> it wasn't as delicious as I'd hoped, but it, the thought was kind of, it was very funny. It raised a chuckle. Rich, what did you get? You were talking about getting uh, parts for your grill. I want to hear some music tech related Christmas presents, please. <laughs> Even if you have to make them up. So it's so kind of you to remember, though, <laughs> that I'd wanted parts for my grill, which I got, but I've since discovered I need more parts for my grill. Um, is that have you? Are you transferred your kind of uh, your initial um, involvement in music technology, where you just oh, I need to get one of these, I need to get one. It's now transferred to your grill. Is that how you? Well, when it's falling apart, yeah, because I use it a lot all uh, year round. I had it going last night, as a matter of fact. But um. Nothing. Well, music technology related. We're going to upgrade the uh, the studio to the new Pro Tools card and get a new interface, and that will take place very soon. Oh. And uh, so that's not really a Christmas present for me. <laughs> well, I suppose. <laughs> but, yeah. But it is. You get to too. use it. You get to play with it without having to buy yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's going on. And uh, that's the most musically technological thing I can uh, probably come to at the moment. Well, that's okay. Rich, have you been using Pro Tools 10? Have you upgraded the software? Well, I'm just about to do that. And okay. uh, simultaneous to that is the uh, transition to Lion. And um... How's that going, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should ask. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm having trouble at the moment, but we'll see how it works out. I'm still, so some, some guys I've been talking with are saying that Ram caching is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. We, talk, we, we did talk about that, didn't we? That the, the whole yeah. speed of access and what have you. Yeah. I will like clip gain too, because, uh, you can hit your processors more consistently. And I like that idea. Um, very good. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just, uh, right now I'm ironing out a, uh, time machine issue and, uh, hopefully that'll all go away in about, let's see, go away in about, I don't know, an hour. <laughs> I'm hoping. It seems a lot of people are staying away from, uh, from Lion though. I mean, it still seems to be kind of, I mean, you seem to be quite cutting, you know, cutting, if not bleeding edge going over to that. I mean, what made you want to do it exactly? Well, I've been running Lion for quite a while on my laptop. Right. And uh, what makes me want to do it is the fact that that's sort of the way forward. And as much as there might be things I'll miss about uh, Snow Leopard, particularly the way Spaces was organized, um, I still think that it's important, especially when you're running current uh, DAW software, to run a current operating system. I mean, if unless it's, you know... Unless it, well, it's, even if it's horrible, they'll fix it or they'll make a new one or something, you know. But yeah, I just it ain't bugging me that much. I got used to it, and uh, I felt like that transition should occur at the same time as the software, which is compatible with it. Hmm. Hmm. Give it a fresh start. This is just wow. a little bit of a fresher start than I was hoping to give it, and I'm really hoping that Time Machine does not fail me here. I've never seen it fail on the level I'm I'm afraid it might be failing now. Uh, before yikes we'll see gaz, we'll see. gaz appears to be making <laughs> throwing some throwing some shapes there what 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 exactly was that uh, is that are you is that supposed to be a discrete hand signal that ah you got a multi-touch well no no the reason why i was doing that though is just that one of the one of the key things that once you get used to using in lion it's very very difficult to go back to and that's there uh, using three fingers on the trackpad 
uh, and that um, three fingers on a trackpad is equivalent to clicking and dragging. Uh, uh, with a, okay. with, and you just literally just three, you know, so whatever. So when you're using that in your DAW, say you're kind of moving things around or whatever it is, or just adjusting, um, just adjusting parameters and stuff where you normally, I don't know, if, you know, I've always had a little bit of trouble with the trackpad when you're pressing on something and having to sort of move it for adjusting stuff. But like three fingers on a trackpad and you just kind of slide with it is is just it's just wonderful and when you get used to that everything you know it just feels it feels like a bit of a backward step you know okay. not having that right so, i mean and that that seems like quite a small thing and a small reason to go to lion but in a way especially from workflow and just uh you know interacting with your door it is a win it's that's a winner right okay well we'll check that out thanks for the tip there um pj i, I i'm I'm guessing. What did I'm, I'm? Didn't you get some sort of a humidor for your piano um, one year? I remember very vividly. I did. Yeah. How did you? Oh, that's, that's interesting that you remember that. So, um, what do you get? What do you get this year? Do you get sort of like filters for it, or kind of uh, how does how does that work? What did you get for Christmas, PJ? In, in, anything in the musical vein that uh, you'd care to share with us? Yeah, a few things actually. Um, so. One thing that my wife and I were given um, by my parents were tickets to see a fantastic show. We went and saw a band called The Bad Plus, um, who are great favorites of mine. And uh, they play in the Twin Cities every year at Christmas time. And this year they played on Christmas. And so we went to see that show. Oh, wow. And they did a a fantastic uh, left-of-field jazz rendition of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit (laughs) for their third encore. So it was very, that was a great yeah. show. Um, along with that, uh, my wife gave me a, uh, sea crane speaker pillow or pillow speaker rather, which fits inside my pillow so that I can listen to my iPad as I'm whiling away the hours with insomnia in the middle of the night. Uh, and that's a great practical gift, but the little speaker uh, pillow that or pillow speaker rather that C Crane makes the C Crane company um, is really very good. Um, so what does that do? Is that fit a, inside the pillow yourself, or it's like a I, yeah? Okay, yeah, it's a tiny little thing, probably about um, you know two inches wide, three inches wide, um, padded, and with just a lead coming off of it that you can plug right into an iPod or an iPad and or a radio uh, headphone out and uh, listen to whatever you so desire. And uh, so it's kind of it's great. Well, that and sounds then, really cool because um, I end up, I I always end up I just get my phone and I put it on my oh, where's my phone? I have my phone and I, this phone. I've been listening to I I've just be, been listening to the series of books recently, which are uh, by George R R Martin, the uh, Game of Thrones, uh, and I cannot Thrones, stop. Yeah. I cannot stop listening to them. I've I've been up for hours and hours and hours, and I just sit there in bed with it on my chest like this, sort of <laughs> listening listening then, to. Then, them. Then you need a pillow speaker. <laughs> that sounds something yeah. I might aim for. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. And the one the one thing I love about it is I, I truly do sometimes suffer from from uh, a medical related form of insomnia. And uh, um, when you do start to drift off to sleep, it's as simple as lifting your ear off the speaker pillow by an inch, and you don't hear it anymore. Wow! And so you can just sort of, you can just go to sleep. Which That's is, interesting. I, I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Does it stop playing Along when you do that as well? Because that would be good. So. No, no, unfortunately it doesn't. It'll just, it'll keep going. So whatever device you have hooked up to it will just wind itself down. Okay. You know, however, however that is, whatever playlist you have on your device will just wind itself down. Well, that sounds but, uh, right. That's okay. Well, we got a few other music related gifts. Um, 
my wife and I received um, as a sort of belated housewarming gift from our family uh, a Bose iPod dock. Oh, sweet. Yeah, which is really nice. They're expensive and, and they really it. kick it out, actually. I've heard them. They, they sound very – it sounds very nice. It's, it's very nice and uh, portable and um, we're able to hook the iPods up to it, listen to the, you know, the music that we have on them and, of course, stream – through various applications from the internet and uh it's just yeah it's great love love having that in the house and then lastly i bought myself a germanium pre a channel oh germanium wow wow cool are you pleased and with that I'm still i'm waiting to receive it right i'm still waiting for it to to arrive what is but what is germanium is it, is it is it is it actually a real um thing or is it a man-made substance does anyone know that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, it is a real substance, but whether it's whether it's an actual element or a man-made substance, I'm not certain about. BBB that. in the chat room says it's an element. Uh, oh, he did say it. Yeah, it says it's an element. So, uh, so, yeah, so it looks like element seems to be. Uh, I'm just kicking in the, uh, the the giant massive chat room turbo brain there. So it sounds like that's an element. I guess it must be on the periodic table. We went and had a quiz, actually. I did an intros round. Um, that was about the only thing that was musical to do with my Christmas, apart from seeing a really appalling pantomime, um, which was not the one that my uh, parents-in-law paid for us to go and see, by the way. Um, but, uh, yes, I did an intros round, and I, I just came up with an idea for the quiz round. We did this on New Year's Eve at a friend's house, and it was uh, bands with the bass player is the singer. And bizarrely enough... Um, that was just the premise I set, and I just found you know a whole bunch of things. I think I did uh, obviously I did Mark King, I did uh, uh, Sid Vicious, uh, Sting, uh, Jack Bruce, um, Getty Lee. Uh, no, I didn't get Getty Lee. I got uh, Susie Quattro, which I thought was very good. Lemmy, <laughs> and, Phil, Phil, and Phil Linnett. I think that was it. I think that might be it. And oh no, uh, yes, I think that was it. That was pretty much it. And uh, and uh, that, it was it was quite a treat teaser. I, I enjoyed that. That was it was good Maka. fun putting it together. Oh yeah, and and Maka. and the Beatles, <laughs> of course. I did the Beatles as well. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that makes ten uh, if I remember correctly. But it was a good fun. We should probably do a quiz here actually at some point, and it would have to all be intros or you know musical snippets or whatever. But uh, wait, why am I blanking on the name of the band? The they also are. He's also in the band Oysterhead with Stuart Copeland and Trey Anastasio. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Les Claypool. Les Claypool. Yeah, Les Claypool. Yeah, so, oh, yeah I, had premise, be, I had to bear premise. in mind that the, the people that I was doing with weren't all music professionals. So I had to try and make it relatively. Ah. Uh, I, I wouldn't have got any of that stuff. Because I, I did actually want to try and make it uh, female bass players, but I, when I started looking up lists of that, it would just be like nobody is going to get any. They'd get Susie Quattro, and that would be kind of it, really. Because uh, I, I, I couldn't find, I suppose, obviously. Carol Kay. Car- yeah, well, Carol Kay as well, but obviously uh, that might not be uh, something because they weren't the singer. It's, I know a few. Oh, come on, oh, then. Really. Come on. Orchestral mm. Maneuvers in the Dark. Oh, yes, of yeah. course. I should have got that one. Good Tina. call. I missed it. Rich, you, you know more? Come on, let's have them. What female bass players? Yes, there's one oh, called there's Gang one called Sarah Lee that was I believe in Gang of Four at one time, but played with the B52s. Right. There's one called Tracy Wormworth who plays with the B52s now, right. and is uh, one. You know, um, who else? Um, Michelle those are the two. That, 
Right, right. Yeah. I dig a cello, whatever her name right, is. Oh, yes, yes, or, yes, yeah. yes. I remember. Yeah. That's true. Tina Weymouth. Tina Weymouth. Yes, I did have her on my list as well. Uh, that was definitely one there, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't get. Uh, just, just wanted to say that in the chat room, um, Red Walks has said German germanium is number thirty-two, and it's a half metal. So there we go. Fact, fact finders. <laughs> Thank you very much. There we go. He's even put a link into the uh, into the chat room. Uh, Wikipedia germanium. There we go. And so nicely done. That's what the chat room is for, and for keeping us on our toes. Thank you. Um, I suppose it would be probably a good time to do a quick um, uh, welcome for our sponsor, so I'm just going to kind of do that now. So I want to say thank you very much to our uh, show sponsor, who, of course, are Yamaha UK. Uh, they, uh, if you're watching the video stream, you'll be seeing uh, beautifully crafted shots of their pocket track recorders, the C24 and the W24. The C24 is possibly the smallest 24-bit uh, 96K stereo recorder that you can money can buy and the w24 has a lot of extra features but it's also got a wireless remote control which allows you to obviously mount it somewhere at the back of the gig and be able to just stop and start it rather than have someone climb up a chair those kind of things you know they make all the difference it's also got half speed monitor it's got uh, onboard monitoring half speed playback uh, for things like transcribing so i mean even if you're just using it for something that you know to mumble your your creative moments into the fact that it's such high quality means that you could actually translate some of that stuff directly into your door in fact it does come with cubase ai5 as well uh it's got uh, uh xy configured stereo microphones very quick startup this is very important only four and a half seconds so you're less likely to miss that moment of inspiration or you know that just that found sound that you've just sort of noticed uh, i'm often finding that i'm in a place where i just hear a that's amazing i wish i had something decent enough to record it my phone doesn't quite cut it but uh, one of these will it's 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 a very tiny device anyway um what yamaha encourage you to do is head to a pulse store if you're in the uk which is kind of a store within a store if you go to yamahasynth.com yamahadownload.com you'll be able to find those uh, about the place and find the locations and again if you're in the us uh, just head to one of the major dealers and ask to try one out maybe take a memory stick down and transfer some of the sounds you record onto it and, and just take a listen when you're back in the comfort of your own home and if you do buy one somehow tell them that we sent you and they'll uh, they'll continue to uh, to, to bask in the uh, reflective uh, glory that is the Sonic Talk podcast. So once again, we thank Yamaha for their continued sponsorship of the show. It's very much appreciated. Uh, oh, gosh, I think that was probably the smoothest Yamaha ad I've done for weeks. It must be, I must, <laughs> when I get to the end of a year, I must just kind of, you know, it must just be, uh, I, run out of, I run out of juice. Anyway, um, so there really isn't, as I said, there's no real form to what uh, what's going on this this show but i thought it might be an interesting point to sort of do a little bit of a retrospective and kind of consider some of the best uh, most interesting releases and news items from last year if uh, if anybody's got anything that was kind of and i'm thinking you know there are various criteria like you know the the, the most uh the the best door the best plug-in those kind of things and i just wonder if anyone's got anything they want to go with on that i i noticed that uh, rich hilton seems to be nodding sagely there so i'm going to flip to him and hope that um it wasn't a twitch and that he has, in ah. fact, got got something to add to this topic. I'm sure he will do. Anyway, Rich, be great to hear your thoughts well, on. I haven't spent enough time outside of the Pro Tools world on any given single project to really be terribly critical or or profess anything new that I don't say all the time about these things. I mean, they all seem to be quite functional at this point and offer a very sort of stunning array of features. And it comes down to how it suits your workflow and your music creation process and how you get on with it really, because yeah. once you get on with a piece of software and it just falls under your hands, then it's your ability to be creative within that little sandbox you've built that kind of makes it or breaks it. And, uh, 
I use Ableton uh, and enjoy it quite a bit. And I've certainly used Logic uh, a number of times and enjoyed it. And uh, I haven't been around Digital Performer in many years, so I don't know where they're at these days. And I'm sure it's quite good and workable and usable. And uh, now that you can manipulate pitch and timing on just about anything, it's really down to us, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's a, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, you know, that's where it should be. I mean, because we don't want I it hope to. So. We don't want. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of us exactly? You know, I think um, it's probably worth mentioning the Pro Tools Ten gets a bit of a shout in because that has we've yet to see. I've yet to kind of uh, have a hands-on with that, but I think that's going to add a lot. And also, the one thing I did think of was uh, obviously it was the year of reason and record, really, wasn't it? So there's sort oh, yeah. of newcomers, I suppose, the whole sort Absolutely. of relaunch of that, that platform. But and also um, Studio One should get a bit of a name just because of that that, that direct integration with the Melodyne uh, uh, business, you know, because that that's that could really herald quite a big sea change. I think we talked about that at the time. How about um, well, and they do. They do kind of present the profile of the little guy, yeah. the, pre, the pre-Sonus folks, the, or is it pro-Sonus? The, the Studio One crowd and their, mon, and their digital consoles and that whole world that they're in, uh, it's, it's kind of a last of a dying breed, small American companies trying to make good in, amidst you know big name companies competing with them in the same sort of markets that they're in. Sure. And, uh, on some level, you like the root for those guys, I think, no matter what country you're from and whether they're from yours or not. Yeah. You, know, you just like the guys who are like, you know, trying hard from the ground up. Yeah. No, I would totally agree with you there. Uh, I think that's very true. Anybody, um, what about sort of virtual instruments? Uh, I know, Dave, uh, you're probably, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, uh, including in Posca 2, because that's clearly uh, one of the releases of the of the century, let alone the year. But uh I'm just thinking in terms of, um, of that, that, whether there was – I did notice because I had a look at the Music Radar poll, uh, and one thing they mentioned was the Native Instruments Razor, which is an ensemble-based uh, instrument, which I don't know if any of you guys actually had a chance to try out, but that is a lovely-sounding software instrument. PJ, do, would you concur that that's a kind of uh, candidate for something special that was released last year? I really like it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great sounding synth. It's, it's extremely – when I think of Razor, I think of extremely bleeding edge in terms of, you know, in terms of its presentation, <laughs> its user interface and, and the sound design that comes prepackaged with it. Yeah. It's extremely deep and um, breathtaking in what it's able to do and with a very simple user interface. And I, I like it a lot and have been using it a lot recently for some uh, personal projects. Uh, and I think I think it's great as w- as well as some of the other ensemble-based synthesizers that come with the current version of Reactor, um, Reactor Prism and Reactor Spark. I think, uh, yeah, I think the only thing that put me off it um, was the fact that I don't own Reactor and therefore I couldn't save patches. And I think that is a fairly major and fundamental. um, Oh, you can't if you don't own Reactor? No, you can't. Oh. And I think that's that's a fairly big deal to me. But, I mean, it sounded pretty amazing, I must say. Uh, Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, uh, it's, I think it's a, one of the most um, simple and effective uses of additive synthesis that I've seen. I think we're going to see a lot more from Reactor, and I'm looking forward to that. I really would like to uh, spend some time with that and talk to some people. I'm, I'm trying to set up an interview with someone at Native Instruments to talk about Reactor, but all they want to talk about is... Um, machine micro at the moment so uh, I, I'm, I'm going to wait until mm. there's another window and I'm going to come to you Dave because um, you are a software maker so uh, it's 
you know, you what, what in terms of instruments that were released last year, uh, obviously notwithstanding your own wonderful products at g4software.com, what would you say uh, was the thing that mo- perhaps most impressed you most in terms of the realm of uh, software instruments from, from last year? You know, it's funny. When you sent this idea through, I had to think. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> and, and, and the problem is, is that last year was a completely insane year for us where I just had to put my nose to the grindstone for pretty much the entire year. And, hardly came up for air i mean we had the new website we had the m2 we had various other things coming in and out and it was funny because as i was reading your thing i was thinking surely there must have been something so i think the hip the most current and hippest thing that i've got is melodyne dna that's it i don't think i've got anything newer than that right and that's it, was that last year or was that just well i don't tail think end of it the was year before wasn't it, it? Have been, yeah 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 very strange yeah it was kind of a real weird a weird year for us because we had so much to do that it was just like right get on with it and i don't think i actually wrote an entire track during the course of the whole of the year well that's not that 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 doesn't surprise that's not nothing from my point of view i've i've written a couple of intros <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah but the thing that was interesting for me is i'm thinking now you know if i ever do get the time what i'm trying to do is i'm thinking there might be a way of actually finishing some of the stuff i start to do demos of equipment that i review and then putting it out in time in in time for um uh for the uh for the review to go out and putting it on the google music service so people can buy it so i can make like 79 pence or something out of a, one or two uh, things. I don't know if that would ever work. I don't know what's happened to Gaz. Gaz seems to have disappeared. He's, he's dropped off. Could you invite him again? Please? Uh, okay. Let's, let's get you back. Sorry, Gaz. I was trying to figure out what was going on there. Are you still, are you back again now? Me? Ah, there we go. Was it just me who went? Yes, it seemed yeah. to be. It seemed to be. Oh, dear. Right. I'm not sure why that is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh well, you're back now. That's the main thing, uh, and you may <laughs> um, as well. And you may as well join in with your chip in with your um, your 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 uh, well contribution. Year in review. Your year in uh, review. Just in one Soft- monologue, um, round about ten minutes, if you don't mind. No, it's right. <laughs> easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, Ozone Five is doing the business for me. It's really cool. It's kind of got a new graphical makeover, which at first I thought was a little bit dull and a bit military-like but i've grown to love it and sort of switching back to an earlier version is kind of you sort of really appreciate a lot of the a lot of the new kind of design of it but what i have to say is that the new loudness mode uh which i think is called ir uh it's called intelligent three or um uh is really something else it's absolutely spectacular and if you do use ozone or you certainly could download the demo and try this for yourself if you wanted to see um the previous uh, intelligent mode, intelligent mode two was really, really good and a big improvement from the, the mode one. Uh, the, the the version three is again a big improvement again on that. And the way you can test that, which was one of the first things that I did, was um, run some drums through it and really, comp- you know, pull the, the the threshold down hugely. Uh, so it's like you know, so you can really hear what the what the limiter is doing, and then just switch between the three different modes. And you can hear when you get to the intelligent mode three, just how incredible it's actually preserving the the transient sort of shape of the snare, which because um, I do a lot of mastering, and obviously when you you know when your clients are wanting it louder and louder and louder, it's the 
the snare is often one of the first things, you know, when you start getting that Mwah! sort of sound where you've lost the kind of front of the, of the snare. Right. Um, this, this new intelligent mode seems to really kind of keep that sort of snare crack kind of, um, you know, I mean, it's going to reduce it, but it seems to kind of keep the kind of character of it much closer to what a snare should sound like. I was very impressed with that. So, um, yeah, big thumbs up from me. Excellent. Oh, that's cool. How about you, PJ? What's uh, what what's sort of been the thing that you know? Because I know you've you've made a few acquisitions actually this uh, towards the tail end of the year. But I'm I'm sure during the year, anything particularly that you kind of would 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 really rate, or have we already you already thought Razor? Yeah. Perhaps? Yeah. Um, well, I do I do love Razor, and Razor came for me with Complete Eight. Right. And, so there's a um, lot of stuff. I, I, yeah, and so kind of tro- trolling through that, and I went for the Complete Eight Ultimate to sort of compl- to round out um, the Native Instruments products that I didn't already own, and I've just been spending as much time as has been a- available to me um, going through all of that, and it's formidable. Um, it'll probably take the next decade to fully uh, dive in and explore explore what's on offer there, but it's 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 great stuff. And I I keep coming back to Contact as being um, you know sort of my my go to workhorse for the right. kind of work that I that I do for for that's usually my starting point in terms of composing after I leave the piano. And uh, I just love that program. I think um, you know as far as I can tell, it seems to be way out in front maybe maybe with the exception of uh, and dave might be able to chime in on this um, motus mach 5 but in terms of its scripting engine and the personalization that third parties are able to give it when they want to go in and 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 create their own um user interface or scripting engine for uh for a plug-in um sound library i think contact is just miles ahead of anybody else and it's it's great i, I love that program on a different front, uh, I really like Slate Digital's both their mastering processor. Um, right. So, kind of in terms of what Gaz is talking about, making if if you're forced to make things louder for certain clients, um, that's right now my tool of choice. It seems to do the least amount of damage, um, but not for every type of material. So, Ozone might be a more all-around solution. In, in terms of that kind of thing, if you're if you're doing more acoustic based music, I find that the slate the slate thing tends to crap out kind of quickly because it seems to be using some sort of proprietary clipping algorithm to to uh, to provide gain at the back end. And so when you're using delicate instruments in your mix or something like that, it doesn't seem to work as well as for kind of slammed out pop or rock music seems to be the best type of material to process through that. But it has a really nice compressor that I find adds an, a, a nice something that is almost inaudible, but definitely does something nice to, to, to a mix. Uh, if you put one or two uh, dB of gain reduction on the mix with that compressor, it's, it's great. Also slate digitals, uh, virtual console collection. Yeah. That, that, that's really been nice. We talked about that bef- before it was in general release, didn't we? And does that, yep. does it actually kind of do what, what yep. it pertains to do? I think so. Um, I mean, not with, without having had the opportunity to AB it directly between out of the and out of the box mix using any of the consoles that it purports to emulate. Um, what it does do, uh, at least for me and and from others that I've talked to that are currently using it, I've been using it since this summer and sending mixes out to clients. You know, with with the use of it, is it it tends to add 
some sort of ineffable something. And at first I would it, – and it's, it's, really di- it's really difficult to say what it is. It, it's not e- – it doesn't make anything sound better in my opinion. What it does is it makes it easier to mix. It, it, it somehow takes all of these elements, especially for, in, especially for mixes that ig- originate almost entirely inside the box. So if I'm using virtual instruments or um, synthesizers on something almost entirely, if you put this thing across all channels of that and then on the mix bus, it adds a kind of depth and placement to each individual part that gives you more... Uh, fader throw more space in the mix in order to get balances and panning correct before you have to start adding extraneous uh, processing to right. it. And I use le- I use less of that now, and it's it just seems to it just seems to do something very nice to the mix. Whether or not it sums like out of the box, I'm not certain. But soon I'm I'm definitely going to put it up against some out of the box mixes because. Uh, in the new studio, we're going to have that option to be able to uh, sum outside of the box with 16 channels of, you know, of, of a, a lot of different flavors of transformers. So it'll be it'll be definitely interesting to see, you know, what that software does. Uh, yeah. Compared to to a nice out of the box. Uh, would you mix. put that across channels or buses? Then I mean, how would you would you or either slate yeah. the slate software? Yeah. Or or which the uh, virtual console. So the way that it comes uh, is in two flavors. You you have a channel plugin that allows you to select between five different console emulations. One is reportedly an SSL, another an old API. One is a, <clears throat> a vintage Nave console of some of, of some stripe, yeah. and the other is a, a Toft board, and then an old RCA tube console, apparently from the 1950s. Um, and then there is a mix bus. Uh, processor that you're supposed to put across your mix bus or across, I, uh, I suppose, subgroups, which I've done. Um, and apparently uh, it doesn't do any actual summing. So these processors aren't talking to, e- to each other, except the mix bus processor apparently does account for crosstalk between the left and the right channel. Right. And according to what I've what I've read of Fabrice Gabriel, I think, or Gabriel Fabrice, I can't remember the name of the guy that actually designed it, who apparently was uh the man behind EOSIS, that that uh algorithm company. Right. He cl- he claims that he thinks that the sound of these boards is is all in the stereo crosstalk of the of the mix bus and that it's it's not important that the summing crosstalk is not important. I, I, I don't, I obviously don't know the answer to that. And, uh, I just know that I like what this processor does and I think it was well worth the money spent. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll have to check those out because people, a couple of people have mentioned that. Um, I'm just trying to think what I would, I would go. I mean, mine's kind of probably just from the stuff that I review, they're kind of the mid price synthesizer, low to mid price synthesizer. I think, you know, M audio venom has got to be given a good shout. I think I read somewhere that there's a, there's a um, there's an uh, an a firmware update for it coming soon, which might or, or has in fact been released that might increase some other functionality. But in terms of sound, I still think you know. I mean, it's a horrible looking thing that's built quite cheaply, but it sounds really good, which I think was about the top line about. So that was worth doing. Uh, that was something that I, I I thought was noteworthy, and also the um, the Mach Six, the Yamaha Mach Six, because that is a whole bunch of synthesizer for the money. I mean, I was. I've never really 
I haven't really looked at the the Yamaha workstation stuff since maybe SY77 because Will has got one or used to have one of those. So coming to that sort of almost fresh and seeing what it had to offer, just really kind of just like, wow, that is, there's a lot there. I mean, you know, a synthesizer which has eight oscillators per voice, each, each, os, each, on a program level, it can it can work like a multi. You know, it's really quite you know, and the effects and the just the sound of it. I was really impressed with that. I thought that was good. I mean, it's a bit more expensive, but it really really sounded good. I mean, the only thing that I think was a downside on it was perhaps the polyphony count was a little bit low. But uh, well worth checking out if you're in the market for that sort of workstation that can just do lots of great sounds. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else really. Um, Speakers. Has anybody bought any speakers? I know that um, the uh, radar said that uh, Adam AX7s were uh, well noteworthy for uh, for, for last year's uh, monitors. I know, Dave, you use Adams, don't you, in the in your place? Yeah. Yeah. What do you use no. again? Uh, I don't know. Hang on. I'll look around the back. <laughs> I've forgotten. I need, I need my glasses. They're big. They're quite big. Ah, right. Okay. P22s. Right, that sounds big. Anything with a P yeah. in front of it. Yeah. No, they're lovely, and I really like them, and uh, yes. Well, Howard Scar Something. says he's got Adam P22s as well. There you go. Oh, there you they're go. great, he says. Snap. They're great. <laughs> they're great. Yeah, sounds like uh, Nick Frosties. Yes, PJ. We just purchased a pair of monitors uh, for audition. We're going. We're going. We get a three-week audition period with them from SE Electronics. We bought a pair of the Monroe Eggs. Ah, okay. Because um, the SE yeah. are really. Uh, in fact, I got some lovely ribbons uh, sent down from SE. We got the new. Um, now I've got to get this right. What the new the new RX One ribbons? I don't know where they are, actually. Yes. I'm guessing Andy must have taken them home to play with because uh, I can't see them about the place. But uh, they were really – they look beautiful because the one thing I noticed when I was doing guitar reviews was um, that the we use the SE Electronics R1 ribbons, which are quite big, uh, and they're, they're passive ribbons. But I just plug those directly into the Zoom, and I'd have like a pair-up, and we recorded a few things. And it just – a bit of bottom-end roll-off, and it just sounded really sweet straight out of the go, the go and the, which was very impressive, just going straight into the H4 end. And so we've got a pair of these, I believe, RX1s. I, I forget the exact – that they sent down for us to use for for doing some more guitar stuff and evaluate and they look really really lovely they're very very small and they come in these bamboo cases with really silky little bag i know it's it's irrelevant the packaging but it really they really are lovely and uh i think that's the one thing that has seemed to have been happening certainly in the last 12 months probably more is the kind of the way that ribbon microphones have become more and more and more prevalent more people are making them and they're making them more compatible with more equipment because up to now well perhaps not up to now but until relatively recently you needed kind of specialized preamps to get the gain out of them and the impedance to to drive them what have you and now they're sounding good i don't know rich you do a lot of recording are you are you kind of finding ribbons are starting to become (coughs) more something that you use or would like to use i bought one this year Ah. as a matter of fact so yes absolutely (laughs) what did you get excuse me i got a royer 122 yeah, they're supposed to be. Is that the ones that are great for guitars? They're, they are the bee's knees for guitars and brass, right? Uh, I could say so. Based on my experience, <laughs> I'm very pleased with it. It is also uh, a very odd duck of a ribbon mic in as much as it accepts phantom powering. Right, okay. So Why does, uh, why does yeah. the 122 accept phantom power, Rich? Is that 
merely a because it's got some kind of amplification put into it. Is some it kind of amplification okay. that requires forty eight volts uh, in the capsule, in the actual okay. microphone itself. Uh, they have a one twenty. Simple... They have a one twenty one version that I believe does not. Um, right. And this one has a much higher output, apparently. It does provide gobs of output, and it sounds magnificent, and I'm really, really pleased as a purchase, you know, with the Royer. So. Yeah, I, I think ribbons, uh, if you do any recording whatsoever, <clears throat> you should try one out because they do they do just sound great. I know, Gaz, you're a, you're a fan of uh, of decent microphones. Have you got any ribbons? I, I've got one of those SER ones, uh, like you were talking about earlier, um, but I've used quite a lot of different <laughs> ribbons. Um, used the Coles 4038 lots. On um, that's the the BBC. You need a you uh, need a a, a pretty uh, top dollar uh, preamp to get the most out of those, though, don't you? Well, you notice that with ribbons yeah. that you do kind of hear preamp. You know, it's a good way of checking out preamps actually because they do sound very different in different preamps. You know, in... can I make a suggestion? Yeah. In that hmm? in that regard, Nick, um, there's a company called Cloud Microphones that makes a, a clean preamplifier for ribbons called the Cloud Lifter. It's cheap. Made for a stereo version of this thing, I think maybe three hundred bucks US, two forty US. Oh, okay. You can insert this in between that microphone and any other preamp that you that you desire in order to bring it up to a presentable gain for that preamplifier if you want that preamp's color on the ribbon microphone. So it's a it's a good way oh, okay. you know, it's a good way of doing it. That could be interesting. I mean I'd found that the SEs going into the zoom were had plenty of gain. I mean it wasn't I didn't really need to. I mean, we were obviously micing cabs, so there was quite a lot of gain floating about anyway. But uh, I can't wait to try them, actually. Um, and they're so tiny. They look like they should be really big, but they're really tiny little things. They're not, not big at all. They're not much bigger than, than that, you know, not even that wide, but sort of about that, that tall. They're lovely, and they feel very quality. So I'm really looking forward to trying them. Really looking forward to it. You know, uh, we can almost single-handedly thank David Royer for the resurgence of ribbon microphones. I think he kind of sort of revived that whole trend in the late 1990s when he started releasing these Royer ribbon microphones. And his other company, Mojave Audio, I own several of his microphones from that company. um, They release uh, small and large dynamic I'm sorry, condenser, uh, tube, and FET microphones, and they are fantastic microphones for the money. Excellent, excellent right? Yeah, the Roy, Roy, I mean the Royer um, that you spoke of. I think Rich, they're not. You know, they're 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 sort of quite high end price, aren't they? They're not cheap microphones. No, no, it's it's not a cheap microphone. No, but uh, it's supposed to be absolutely the sound. And and ribbons have actually the one of the reasons that ribbons seem to be um, moving more into affordable is because uh, engineers are using them live a lot on guitars. I mean that seems to be because I think there's been a move certainly with within rock that ribbons are used on on cabs a lot more. And you know perhaps in the last five six years. And I think that's so they're they they they're being demanded of on the road at the same time. Which um, previously I mean you wouldn't take like a a forty forty eight coals on the road or anything. I mean, you know, just someone a gust of wind in an outdoor festival, and it would be kind of you know trashed possibly. So, so yeah. that's that's they're being made much more ruggedly these days, aren't they? So that well, to, to cover that. Well, in my room, I'm always fighting the backside of the figure eight. So I wonder how that works on stage, because it is a figure eight microphone, no matter yeah. how you slice it. Yeah, and so yeah. I tend to use the uh, real traps portable vocal booth behind it to minimize 
the effect on the backside of the microphone when I'm doing things like horns and uh, okay. in our room, because our room is basically a control room, you know, and yeah. uh, it's really a converted bedroom. And uh, we try to minimize the effect of the room as much as possible because you're already going to get plenty anyway. Well, that's interesting. I, well, yeah. I wonder if that's why ribbons have become more sought after, because essentially if you've got a great sounding room with a cabinet that sounds great and you put a ribbon in front of the cab, you get the room as well. So yeah. you get this more sort of, it's, that's why it would sound more real. I wonder if that's the case. I, sorry, Gaz, you were just about to jump in. Well, I was just going to say about this technique. Uh, I think I may have mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. Um, if you want, if you are into microphones like myself, um, a way to explain, experiment with microphones uh, is to take uh, a little in-ear microphone, uh, in-ear headphone, sorry, and feed white noise into it and then have the microphone um, monitor the microphone's output via a, uh, like a spectrum meter and a uh, VU meter as well. And then you play white noise out of the little earphone and you just move it around the, you move it around the, um, you know, the the, uh, the microphones. Right. Yeah, you move it around the capsule and then you kind of watch the frequency response and you watch also the sort of, um, you know, how loud it is. And then it's really interesting for discovering just the, the where the nulls begin and where kind of, um, you know, what the characteristic of the microphone is. And it's, uh, it's a fantastic little technique to do because, um, you know. That's an interesting uh, tip. What we need, there's an iPad app there, isn't there, right? Plug your headphones in. You get yeah. you get a spectrum analyzer and a white noise generator, and you just do it yeah. there. Yeah. That's oh. good. yeah, I suppose you heard it here um, first. Let's let's copyright that quick. <laughs> uh, but it is quite an interesting thing to do because um, you know understanding your microphones and understanding sort of like 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 Rich is talking about um, you know with the fi- you know all ribbons are figure eights or whatever, but they do have very deep nulls on the sides there. So you know knowing where the nulls are, you know, can really help with microphone placement really um so, interesting yeah. oh thanks for that that's a, ve- a great tip guys thank you very much indeed <coughs> excuse me <coughs> dave are you, are you you as you said you've you've spent a lot of time in the uh, basically in your control room just kind of get with your head down working on instruments for g-force i mean have you i don't suppose have you have you got any ribbons is that something that you uh, would uh, reach for uh, can you use them for vocals or are they they're very susceptible to pop aren't they really and yeah. breath no, I don't. Um, I always kind of make... In fact, it's weird because listening to this conversation has been really interesting over the last few minutes. I demanded that we invest quite heavily in the Adams and they really have lasted the course. I think they've probably been on about 24-7 for the, for the last five years and the amps have not made a single noise. But when it comes to mics, I don't know. There's something in, in me that has a bit of a problem pain a reasonable sum of money for a mic so i just tend to go for kind of crap basically so i think that's probably got to change maybe that should have been my new year's resolution buy decent mics that will last forever dale for example uh has got a load of ribbon mics and a couple of beautiful neumanns uh old vintage stuff and we've obviously hired in various mics for projects and the difference you really do notice with a decent preamp, you really do notice these things. I've got a mate in Sweden who collects some um, really old RCA ribbon mics as well, and he swears by them. So yeah, maybe that should be my I've New tried, Year's resolution. I've tried those those ones that are like the Larry King live things. We tried those. Yeah. They just sounded like someone had put like a 
soft toy over the microphone. It just really didn't have... It was. I mean, we probably didn't have the right preamp, but it sounded terrible by comparison to a number of other things. But I expect it was probably not being driven right. Gaz looks tooled up there. Something's just going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> uh, can you hear me? I'm, uh, I'm now talking to you... Oh, sounds a bit... Hey, here we go. I'm now talking to you through my ribbon mic. I don't know if you can remember what I sounded like before. Oh, yeah, you sound <laughs> um, very woody in a good way. Yeah, so they have they do have like a kind of interesting, you know, a different sound, a different tone or but um I don't know, it's uh that's like kind of move around. You can hear the kind of the null on the side there. Right, it's really pronounced, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, so I thought I'd just What's your normal that. mic, guess? I I'm I I was using my the blue mouse which is a large ah, okay. condenser mic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, I'll swap back to that one now. Oh, let's have a listen to the difference. Okay, uh, right. <laughs> Here we go. Just um, But you got to get right up on it like that. Okay, now coming on the condenser, so obviously yeah. a lot brighter. Uh, Still yeah, got the body there, though, hasn't it? It's uh, but can, yeah, yeah, interesting. No, very interesting. In the proximity, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank okay. You. <laughs> Lovely. So, yeah, sounds like an old valve radio, says uh, AKA Tinley in the chat room. Oh, that must be Mark. It is Mark. Ah, okay. Sneaky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, interesting, yeah, some interesting, uh, oh, yes, and uh, I was asking where they were, and I've just texted Andy. He says, yeah, brought them back to test against the Coles, because he just bought a Coles 4048. Uh, mm. The original Sennheiser locking me. Oh, yeah, sorry, I need to. Yeah, that's 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 a bit of housekeeping. Probably don't need to to re- replicate that to everybody. Um, yes, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I'm just trying to think whether there was anything. So, what, what? I guess the next thing is what would we like to see in the next twelve months? You know, over the next coming year, is there any kind of predictions or something that you want to see happening? In the, Gaz is is looking like he <laughs> really, 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 really wants to say something there. So, I'm going to switch to you directly. Uh... Okay, there's something I desperately want. Come on, manufacturers, please make this. I want a little unit um, with eight uh, eight little things that you you plug into them. They're little things with an XLR socket on them. You plug them into microphones, and they transmit to this base unit, which has got an ADAT out, and it's eight wireless microphones uh, to an ADAT output. So, like, for making drums and stuff, you just literally take these little units, click them onto the back of microphones. They've got, like, um, they've got uh, ADs on them, and they transmit digitally, wirelessly, to the kind of main unit, which then sends ADAT out. That's what I want to see. Latency would be the question, would be the, my first, uh, yeah. my, my, um, the first thing I made. I mean, no, if it's, if, if it's 2.4 gigahertz, um, the wi- uh, basically, like, Line 6 have got their the, 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 the relay kind of wireless devices now um which are absolutely fantastic that if you use them um they've got uh they've actually got a switch on them where you can actually uh do cable simulation because they sound so good yeah you might want to sort of dumb the sound yeah, down well, a we, bit. we reviewed the gr basically. something or other and it was it sounded great yeah oh so i want like basically like eight of them they kind of live in a thing which keeps them charged up all the time so you you you, you Pull them out. They're always charged, ready to go. You've got eight of them. Click them on. You don't have to set them. It knows what, what, which one is which. And uh, I don't know, maybe auto-sensing so you don't even need to set gain. That's, uh, that's what I want. Sweet. That's quite... I, I imagine Line 6 would probably be the folks to do that as well because we've been on at Line 6 for ages to say, look, can you make an ENG 
version of this so that we've got a belt pack mm-hmm. and and a camera pack so that we don't have to have a mains-powered unit because they sound brilliant and they probably last for ages. And, you know, the fact that they've got so many channels probably means that we won't get hung up because so, what so often happens to us is somebody goes, oh, yeah, we've got this new video wireless mic. And you go, brilliant. How many channels have they got? And they go, three. And you go, well, if I'm at NAM, the chances are there's going to be two other people at least there or maybe more where we're going to be on the same channel. So we're screwed. You know, we can't use them. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, wireless, wireless mics, yeah. That's what I mean. We use them in the studio. We use them when we're doing the iOS show. And we've got some really nice um, theatre mics, which which do sound great. But anyway, that's another point. Yeah, I mean, that's. I just want more wireless, wireless, wireless. Go wireless, go wireless. Go wireless, go desperate. wireless. Everything yeah, wireless. I'm, I want everything wireless. I just hate nudes. They're the bane of my life, and I just would love to go completely wireless. So that's my. That's that's, that's what, what I want. want. You know. Okay. Yes. PJ, what about you then? Well, and uh, on a slightly satirical note, I guess. Uh, Along with gas, uh, wires are, are starting to become a huge problem while wiring up a big patch bay. And I'd like a patch bay monkey that would – I can just tell it how to wire up the patch bay and it'll go do it because, uh, yeah, it's a pain. And it would be really nice if, if we could get to a wireless world, but I don't, I don't see that coming anytime real soon. <laughs> um, other than that, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. Ask me again. Ask me again next year. Okay. I might know. I might know better uh, what would make my life easier because I'm sort of stepping back into, uh, back into the world of doing a lot of you know where where I'd be doing a lot of live recording that kind of thing or recording of live live sources and it's been a it's been a while since I've done that on a day to day basis and I will so you'll know, I look yeah, forward you'll, to doing you'll it. You'll know, right? Okay, I got you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. How about you, Rich? What uh, what is it that you would like to see um, coming up uh, in the next year that uh, that isn't already here? Good good health and more gigs. Yeah, well, that's a fa- that's a fair enough thing. Um, that's what I'd like to see happen. Okay, well, I don't think that's an uh, I don't think that's an unreasonable request. In fact, it's uh, it's, it, it's very it's it's one we should all hope for. I think perhaps. Yeah, uh, Dave Spears. How about you then? Is there something that you'd like to see uh, in 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 the world that isn't already here? Yes. And Can you talk about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this a sort of along the line something of... I've been working on that I just want to get out the door? Kind of. Uh, sort of. <laughs> right. Yes. And there's a couple of other things that I know a lot of people have been asking for, not necessarily from us that are coming. Uh, at some point during this year and on that note i've sailed ridiculously close to my nda and i will retire right okay well that's exciting and interesting <laughs> i'm trying to think if i i'd like to yeah because I, I mean the, the the thing i'd like to do i'm i'm sick of wires as well because i mean here you know people who come and visit the office when they see you know what's going on above waist height in here and then they look on the floor they see what an awful dreadful mess I, i'd really like to get some uh some cat five snakes in, in and just have everything just done on, you know, I'm just really sick of having all these cables lying around because we have to have them because we've got all these different pits of gear that need to be plugged in, adapters, mini jack to XLR to, you know, it's just tons of it. And that would be really nice to have uh, something along those lines. Um, again, also with the, uh, and, and what I also want to, well, this has actually got nothing to do with what's not available. Uh, it's just what I want, which is one of those big lighting rigs that I could just put everything up in the in the sky above and just switch it on and off and not have it lying around on the floor, balanced on various mantelpieces and tables and stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, a user in uh, Jay, John Van Eaton in the chat room says a user installable uh, 64-bit upgrade for your current Mac. <laughs> I think, if I got that right. But anyway, I think that's been uh, that's probably all we can uh, we can hopefully ask for. We mustn't be too greedy. And I, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody for making this show work so well without any kind of topics or agenda. I think we've done incredibly well, and it shows that we can actually waffle. At least I can waffle for an incredibly long amount of time without boring myself. At least I can't speak for the chat room. So I'm hoping that uh, everybody's <laughs> enjoyed that also. So I want to say thank you very much to everybody uh, who's joined us. I want to say thanks to the chat room members. As ever, we very much appreciate your uh, being here on the live uh, stream. And you know it's not easy for some of you. I know that uh, there are some people who even live in... New Zealand are up at a ridiculous hour in the morning so thank you very much to everybody there remember sonicstate.com forward slash live 4pm UK time uh, next week I think it's going to be our pre-NAM special where if there's anything we can talk about we'll talk about it and then that'll be it because obviously I'm going to be on on the road for a little while so I won't be able to do anything and I certainly won't be able to do a podcast where I am so I want to say thank you to everybody we'll say also thank you very much there to Dave Spears from GeForce Software uh, much appreciated you coming in and uh, I hope um, that your working day or week is not piling up to be too onerous and it's a nice slow and gentle start to the year for you <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you we can hope yes, can't thanks. we <laughs> We can hope at least. And we'll also say to Gaz Williams, thank you very much for joining us. We must uh, try and uh, schedule another uh, frantic uh, I, uh, Sonic Touch show shoot uh, before the, before Nam comes in. So uh, thanks very much. And I'm glad that you had a wonderful Christmas. And uh, you got a pretty good haul of Christmas presents, I have to say. Even if some of them didn't work as advertised, I, I, I want to I know why my family doesn't buy me that kind of stuff. Eh? Anyway, mm. I can't complain <laughs> about it. Would you buy it all for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, we'll also say thank you very much to Rich Hilton, who's over there in Connecticut. Uh, I'm guessing probably uh, how's it looking on the um, on your your uh, time time uh, what's it called time your re- your your restore by time machine time machine restore that's completed, completed restoring my user account and as soon as this show's over. I am going to boot into it and begin setting this bad Woo! boy up. You see, it's our good vibes. Fresh apps folder with a fresh apps folder and uh, new installations of all the needed software. I can see you've got a big smile on your face, and that's uh, that's great. Relieved. I'm relieved. I'll be even more relieved when it boots into that account, but at least it's on the computer. I can go get those things. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Well, uh, Rich Hilton, Hiltonius.com, thank you very much, and uh, may you enjoy your uh, housekeeping and uh, – reinstalling tasks that are now due to you. Thank you very much, Rich. And uh, PJ Tracy, uh, thank you very much also for joining us. Um, Really appreciate you. Uh, uh, The voice of reason, many have been saying in the chat, you've been... Uh, you've certainly been pouring out a lot of knowledge today. It's obviously been building up over Christmas, so thank you very much, PJ. Oh. <laughs> really much oh, appreciate. Thanks. It's my. It's it, it definitely my my pleasure to get it out because I don't. <laughs> I certainly don't get to have these conversations with anyone else. So I really appreciate being invited to the table. Thank That's you. it. Yeah, it's like it's been building up like a dam. <laughs> exactly. Happy New Year to yeah, everybody. Happy in New the chat Year room, to you, man. and thank you very uh, much, everybody. In the next couple of weeks, I, I should be uh, moving uh, moving my broadcasting space to a place with a slightly larger bandwidth. So hopefully, we'll be able to participate in the in the chat room as well as being on the podcast at the same time. Sweet. And I look forward to that. Great, look forward to it too. Yep. 
Uh, you're not Rich Hilton, you are PJ Tracy, pjtracysound.com. Thank you very much. Uh, that was Sonic Talk number uh, 250, a milestone. 250, wow. Yeah, and uh, so thank you very much for everybody being with us. And uh, see you, folks. Thanks very much. Uh, it's a wrap. <laughs>